You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank. Coming up, the latest episode of Five Things to Watch. It's five things to watch here on KC Sports Network. Thank you all so much for joining us. You're going to hear from a variety of personalities here on KC Sports Network and some outside of it. Thank you again. We appreciate you. Uh, you're Like I said, you're going to get one thing from five different shows. We're going to start here, KC Laboratory, with Maddie Lynn and Craig Stout. Maddie, let's talk a little about zone coverage. Jaguars are going to play a lot of it, and the Chiefs are going to need to beat it. Yeah, I think last week we saw the Lions come out and play a lot more zone coverage than anyone expected, including the Chiefs, and it really kind of threw a wrench into the Chiefs' plans. Now, this week, hopefully, Travis Kelsey returns, and that is going to bring back, you know, one of the best zone-beating receivers of all time, but especially currently in the NFL, so that alone will help. But the Chiefs have to be a little bit more prepared. They can't run crosser after crosser, mesh route after mesh route, and hope it beats zone coverage. They have to have some more answers besides, hey, Travis Kelsey, you're really good. You can find the open spot here. Obviously, they are going to get some of that. Kelsey, if able to play, will be back. He will immediately fix some of these issues. I also expect Andy Reid to be a little bit better or a little bit more prepared, partially because it's not a surprise if the Jags play zone coverage. That's what they base their defense out of. And also, I think he was a little upset with himself during that game last week. He didn't put wide receivers in the best position to beat it get Kelsey back, get everyone on the same page, Craig, and I do think we see a better performance against some zone defense this week. I do, and I don't think it matters whether or not the Jaguars are going to play cover three as much as they did against the Indianapolis Colts, where they gave plenty of space underneath, or if they line up and play a little bit of cover two, I think Andy Reid's going to come out with a good cane plan. I think we're going to see a lot of smash concepts. That's a hitch underneath, something that would be very good to help beat cover three with a corner route over the top, something that's very good to beat cover two. Layer it on there in ways that make it easy mode for these guys. I can see them getting a little bit of a, a little bit more aggressive as far as the Jaguars are, trying to take away some of these explosive plays, trying to come up and hit these wide receivers a little bit more. Maybe catch this team on a double move or two. MVS has been pretty good at kind of selling that curl and then breaking back up field and getting vertical. I expect that the Chiefs are going to use a lot of vertical passing concepts with a lot of you know hitches, curls, flat routes underneath. Try and really high-low this defense. Stretch them out a little bit more. Make them think twice about coming up and being aggressive as well as still offering the big hitter over the top against zone defense. You know, it's kind of funny, Craig, you talking about smashing, you know, with that outside receiver typically running that corner route, it's actually a really good um, leverage read from that slot receiver too when you're seeing cover three versus cover two. So that's kind of an interesting thing because you know most likely they're not running a corner route into a cover three. It's going to be a vertical like a seam route or it's going to be some kind something else, you know. And so that's something that's you know that's that's a good staple concept when you've got some receivers that are getting their feet wet, that are learning, that are understanding. And this team tried to run, you know, a lot of crossing routes and they were getting caught up in the middle of the field. And yeah, it'll be fascinating to see if they, you know, maybe go back to some of the basic staples that a lot of these guys have run over the course of their career. Maddie, who do you think could be a benefactor if we see uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars wires run a lot of cover, uh, zone coverage outside of Travis Kelsey? <laughs> 
Yeah, no, that that's a good caveat there. Um, mm. I think you just go back to all your receivers, right? You are you're coming in here, and we talked about the Chiefs ran a lot of crossers, but even when they weren't, you had a lot of guys drifting into zone coverages last week. There's the you know famous play where Kadarius Tony keeps going back and allows Jack Campbell to make a play. There's a couple times that Rasheed Rice kept drifting into coverage or Richie James. So I think all week, all these wide receivers probably spent a lot of time getting instructed on how to read out zone, where to find their marks, how to play this out. Like I bet that was a big point of emphasis. So anyone playing out of the slot, your, you know, Rasheed Rice, we mentioned him. Uh, Richie James played out of the slot a lot. I think you're going to get Kadarius Tony in there. All these guys that play out of the slot. I think you're the guys to kind of keep your eyes on to get some of these leveled out routes where they can flood certain areas, whether it's a corner, whether it's these deep spot routes over the football and not drifting too far. I think all those guys are really where you're going to get most of these targets funneled to. I'm going to go with MVS. I know I mentioned him already as a guy who might hit some double moves, but it's going to be those vertical concepts, reading the leverage of the safeties, finding the space in between you know, the, those seams of the zones. I, I really think MBS does a good job of that. Inconsistent hands for sure. We all know the kind of roller coaster ride that comes with MBS, but there's never been a question about his ability to read the leverage of the safety, find those gaps in the zone, and be able to create space over the top of the defense there. I think that he is primed for a big day there, especially if him and Mahomes are clicking the way that it looked like they were in week one. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how much the Jaguars do wind up playing zone coverage. The Chiefs did not handle it well without Travis Kelsey. A lot of young guys got challenged. I think this is going to be a good opportunity if the Chiefs do indeed see the kind of zone coverage that we're anticipating here uh, and the volume of it. Uh, it'll be a good opportunity for this group to respond. And, you know, last week was a big learning opportunity for this group, especially without Travis Kelsey. We'll see if it becomes a long-term valuable thing, if this group responds in a different way because of what happened. And, you know, if if they learn something, you know, these this is a this is a great measuring stick for them. A big week, uh, big week two game, big opportunity for the Chiefs to bounce back against a very good AFC opponent that's going to be challenging them for seeding in the AFC. Plenty of other things to talk about. Now we're gonna go to BJ Kissel and Lexi Osborne. I'm BJ Kissel hanging out with Lexi Osborne from the Kingdom Queens podcast. Make sure to follow them on social media at Kingdom Queens. Follow them on YouTube and they record live on Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Lexi, we appreciate you for joining us on Five Things to Watch. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. I'm happy to be here with you guys. Yes, we are not happy that the Chiefs lost the first game of the season and the offense. The word I used, Lexi, was sloppy. Not just because of the drops, but there were some route running, bunch formation things that just you aren't used to seeing with an Andy Reid team, especially with Patrick Mahomes. Um, we've seen this in the past where they haven't looked great and they always come out on fire the next week. I think that's going to end up being the case here. But what I really want to talk about with you are is the Jags offense and specifically the new name, the new face that they got on the team this year for an offense we were talking about before recording that's already kind of on the up and up. Last year we saw with Trevor Lawrence, Evan Ingram, Zay Jones, Christian Kirk, They've got some talented playmakers, and then they added Calvin Ridley to the mix. Right. So they were already an incredibly talented offense, and they really only got better. And really, their team overall hasn't changed a ton since we played them last. I would say our, our team has changed way more. So I'm very interested to see uh, what Spags is going to dial up for this offense because they are incredible. And Calvin Ridley, he is a crazy route runner. He's going to be hard to stop. He's going to be someone you have to cover with bracket coverage and um, I'm just I'm interested to see what we dial up for him. I think you're going to have Trent McDuffie probably on Christian Kirk. 
And I think you're going to see like a mix of Sneed and maybe Ryan Cook and some other guys um, over on Calvin Ridley. So, but we are adding Chris Jones back to the mix. Thank goodness he is back. So that will help our defense a little bit. Um, you know, the Lions had a really high-powered offense last season. So I'm interested to see how their offense will end up looking this season. But I do feel like our defense did a very good job even without Chris Jones. Um and not allowing that many points against a high-powered offense last week. So yeah. I'm interested to see. And, you know, Trevor Lawrence, he's a big man. He's a good <laughs> quarterback. So he'll make some moves on you, too. Yeah, he can run better than he probably gets a lot of credit for. But I was looking at pro football focus and some of the numbers for Trevor Lawrence. Uh, last week in their 31-21 win over the Colts. On passes beyond 10 yards down the field, Trevor Lawrence was 8 of 12 for 147 yards and two touchdowns including three for three on passes 20 yards or more down the field, ended up uh, picking up uh, just under 60 yards on those plays. But um, the other thing, Lexi, that jumped out to me about the game last week between the Colts and the Jaguars was was the fact that the Colts, and granted, try to have takeaways from one game where there's so many matchup things going on, it's hard to do. And I just want to preface this by saying that but the Colts only blitzed Trevor Lawrence twice on 35 dropbacks, which if you look historically throughout Trevor Lawrence's career, even with the game last year in the playoffs against the Chiefs, where the Chiefs blitzed him 11 times, he completed only 45% of his passes when you're sending pressure after. And most qu- quarterbacks aren't better under pressure, but when you blitz them, most of them will make you pay. And that's one part of Trevor Lawrence's game, if you're getting really picky, that he hasn't consistently hurt teams that are coming after him when they send extra guys. And when you have like the Jags do, three wide receivers who can beat you. We've seen Christian Kirk oh, yeah. against Legereus Need. Did not go well for Legereus Need in that regular season game no. two years ago. And then we know what Zay Jones can do. We saw the highlights this past week of what he was able to do. And I'm as high, if not higher, on Calvin Ridley than a lot of other people. So you have three legitimate weapons receiver, very good running back in Travis Etienne, and then one of the most athletic, impressive tight ends in Evan Ingram, who was out there running hitch and goes last week against the Colts. Uh, on cornerbacks and beating them down the line of scrimmage, like it, they've Ed got Ingram a- is such an underrated player. To yes, me. I feel like he is not talked about nearly enough, and he's a fantastic route runner. He's a fantastic player. So, I mean, our defense is going to have their work cut out for them, hands down. Um, and I, I don't know if you saw that one throw. I want to say it was in the first quarter where Trevor just tucked it in so tight to Calvin Ridley. Yep. It was almost like I had to watch it like twenty different times because I was like, I cannot believe he completed that. Yeah, through those two, he made the defenders. I for, I can't remember who the defenders were. But well, they got hurt. I know exactly they fell right on top of each other. That's one of those like a crazy you know dime, but at the same time, like should he have thrown that ball? Right, there's so I many know. defenders right there. But you got Calvin. Nine Reed. times out of ten, that's a pick. Yeah, he throw it up and, and make good on it. I, I brought this up when I was speaking with Kendall Gaiman and it sparks with 101 the Fox on the pregame show over there that. You know, with Calvin Ridley and Doug Peterson, they're going to do every. We've seen Doug Peterson onside kick. We know they're going to be aggressive on fourth down yes. to do all those things. When you have again three legitimate weapons at wide receiver, a great tight end, and a running back, and a creative offensive mind kind of leading the way, and one that you know is going to be aggressive. If I'm Steve Spagnolo and you've got all those different weapons that you're going up against, I like when he gets aggressive. I like when he sends extra guys. It goes cover zero because at worst case scenario, you're dictating to the offense where the ball is going. Depending upon where you're bringing pressure from, there are rules. And Andy Reid, the chess match, we all know what those are. And Steve Spagnolo's portion of this going up against Trevor Lawrence. I'd rather them force the ball out of their hand and then go make a play than sit back and again, let a creative offensive mind 
kind of dictate what they want to do. I'd hope they come out and be aggressive. We've seen it with spags in the past. Normally it's later in the season. Yeah, we start right. dialing up a lot of that <laughs> stuff, but this could be one of those games just because Trevor Lawrence does struggle against the blitz uh, relative to other quarterbacks in the league. And I, I feel like he was saying that in his press conference today. He's like, you know, these these first two games have been very high powered offenses and he can't really start out slow. He can't, he has to show some creative things right off the bat. So and he was saying he wanted to. So I feel like we might see some different kind of packages that we don't usually see this early in the season, which hopefully doesn't come back to bite us later. But yeah. <laughs> it, I wouldn't be surprised if the game turns into a shootout, which I don't like saying because I don't think it's necessarily saying anything about the Chiefs defense, especially they played really well against the Lions. They did. They're getting Chris Jones back. But we've seen this before with Andy Reid and don't get lulled to sleep in that they come out, they struggle. The next week, it's clicking. Now, the only reason I would say that might not be the case compared to the situations in the past where after the indie game, you had the Tampa Bay performance. Mm, right. Then everybody, myself included, thought the regular season game going up against Nick Bosa and the 49ers that, hey, the Chiefs offense may struggle a little bit. And they didn't struggle at all. That's it's a, They always yeah. respond <laughs> offensively. And when you hear what Patrick Mahomes has said this week saying, got to be better. I mean, that messaging started at the end mm-hmm. of the game in the locker room, most likely after the Lions game that expect them to come out and play well. I don't think this thing's get going to get into a shootout, but if it does, it, it might. <laughs> it, I, I also believe Chris Jones is going to come out with his hair on fire. We oh, get another absolutely. year. Of, there's there's so many storylines. We also have Travis Kelsey back, hopefully. Well, maybe we don't know that for sure. I guess, but yeah, at if the time he's that back, that's game changing. The time they were recording, there had no updates. No cars swelling in the knee after he's running around and doing all that stuff. But it's going to be a great matchup. We're excited for it. We appreciate everybody. Uh, who's listening to this, appreciate Lexi Osborne from the Kingdom Queens podcast. Make sure, again, check them out on Tuesday nights. Follow them on social media and make sure to subscribe to their YouTube channel. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. It's going to be interesting to see how that Chiefs defense can hold up against the Jags passing attack. Before we get on to more things to watch, we're going to take a quick break here and then we'll be right back after this. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Make sure you download our new app. Find it on the App Store or Google Play. Just search KC Sports Network. It's more fun to be there for live Kansas City Chiefs football. And when you need tickets, Ticketmaster's got you covered. As the official marketplace of the Kansas City Chiefs and the NFL, Ticketmaster gives you more ways to find your perfect seat. Their interactive seat map gives you 360-degree previews of your section to make sure you have the best view of those pivotal plays. And if your plans change, Ticketmaster gives you more flexibility to sell or transfer your tickets. Plus, mobile tickets make getting in on game day a breeze. And you can even customize your Ticketmaster app to rep your team's colors. Find tickets today at Ticketmaster.com Chiefs. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, thank you for coming back. We got that. We got two things out of the way. Now we are off to Only Weird Games with Josh, and he is sitting down with Nate Taylor. They are going to talk to us a little bit about Isaiah Pacheco, his rushing attack, and how the Chiefs can do better in short yard situations. Thanks, Matt. Josh Briscoe, Nate Taylor for Only Weird Games here with you. It would be too normal if Seth was also here. So Nate and I will take it from here. Nate, as we look ahead to Chiefs-Jags, uh, what is it that might be going a little bit under the radar, a burning question that you have that you'd like to get answered in week two? Uh, the production of the running game. Do we know the roles? Um, there's a few things from the season opener that is a bit surprising or alarming, depending on your perspective. But you know, Josh, they they said Isaiah Pacheco was the starter all training camp, all preseason. Yet they gave the first two snaps to to Clyde Edwards-Alaire. So they need to give the starter starter touches. Would, would be my opinion, uh, which means that I'm fascinated to see if the Chiefs can be more efficient and more successful running the ball with Isaiah Pacheco as their lead back. So that means more than 10 carries, and can he get to that four yards per carry average that he had last year? And obviously, can they be successful in the red zone uh, with him? You know, the, the Chiefs struggle at times last year to get rushing touchdowns, but it would be nice for them to have the running game help open up the offense with us assuming that Travis Kelsey is going to be on the field Sunday. What about you? You you use some of the, my favorite phrases when it comes to talking about the running game because running the ball for the sake of running the ball is something we've largely kind of explained away in the modern NFL. But <laughs> running the ball successfully and efficiently still matters, believe it or not. Even I believe that. Yes. Uh, and I'm, I'm running agnostic most of the time. But no, that, that's something <laughs> I, I do certainly believe in. And something that you do hear from running backs all the time is, is what it means to be a back who can get into a little bit of a rhythm, mm-hmm. not just like momentum in in terms of being ready for the rep in, rep out as a running back who is going to have to move quickly, see and decide things decisively with an urgency and a violence, both that he is doling out, specifically Isaiah Pacheco, <laughs> and the violence that, that he will receive there. It, it did feel disjointed. I mean, Seth talked about this in uh, Only Weird Games on Monday, I think. Uh, talking about how still it kind of felt like a fourth preseason game in some of the rotations that the Chiefs had on offense. Never was that more evident, I think, than at running back, where you saw Clyde, Jarek McKinnon, and Pacheco all get on the field, but McKinnon was never really involved in the running game at all, and and it wasn't efficient outside of Patrick Mahomes scrambling. So I, I think that's a really interesting spot to look. I'll go ahead and stretch it over also to those short-yarded situations. If it's midfield or at the goal line, either way, I understand very obviously why it's of frustration to Chiefs fans. Say, hey, you've got a rocket ship offense. I think Mahomes said 
on Wednesday, something like, hey, you can get third and seven. You should you should be able to get third and one or third and 11, whatever it was that he said. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense to me. But it's not the way this works. I think fans can look at this and say, hey, guys, the hardest part of the NFL offensively you've figured out, where's the easy button on third and short? And I would at least like to have a definitive answer if we can get it. Is Isaiah Pacheco an easy button for one yard or two yards in most circumstances? And I'm not sure we've we've seen the Chiefs necessarily give him that opportunity yet. Right. And it's probably a better option than Blake Bell under center or Blake Bell handing it off to Rasheed Rice on a jet sweep when there's 11 guys on the line of scrimmage. Um, so, yeah, if you want to get a little bit more conventional, I understand that. If we assume that injury is never giving Patrick Mahomes the authorization to ever run a quarterback sneak, the best thing to do is probably get into a jumbo formation or an eye formation and just let your interior offensive line and your running back get that yard. So it makes sense to me, Josh. It's just a matter of now, will the Chiefs actually show that on tape in a moment where, hey, possessing the football leads to points, which can lead to a victory. You also mentioned that interior offensive line and that Rasheed Rice, Blake Bell play that we've talked about plenty. If Trey Smith doesn't doesn't essentially uh, whiff there, maybe Rasheed Rice hits the corner. Maybe that is a first down. the The interior offensive line is not a unit that has gotten great push on some of those Blake Bell sneaks. We saw that be an issue in the preseason as well. So when we talk about running game, it's not just running back. It, it is that entire unit. Uh, so I'm also very very interested to see how that shakes out. I'm also interested to see what everybody else in KCSN is thinking, so we'll kick it back to you, Maddie. Thank you, Josh and Nate. Yeah, we have our eyes on that. The Chiefs need to get a little bit better in the run game, especially short yard situations, so we got our eyes there, but we have something else to watch. We got another thing coming to you guys from outside the trenches with Tucker, Nick, and Brian Hanley, so we'll send it over to them for uh, to talk about some trench play on both sides of the ball. All right, thanks, Maddie. Outside the trenches here, we got the full crew, Nick Leckie, Brian Hanley, we are not surprisingly talking about the trenches as we're going to go inside the trenches on this edition of Outside the Trenches for five things. We're talking Chiefs and and uh, some Jacksonville Jaguars offensive lines. A lot of storylines going on with both of those groups. Uh, Big B, let's talk about last week we wanted to talk about the uh, tackles and kind of how what, what we wanted to see from them. What did you see from them last week and kind of some areas they can improve at? You know, um, first we got to, to work on Juan Taylor getting pushed up onto the line of scrimmage so he's not literally lining up in the backfield uh, every snap. Uh, I don't know what that what's going on with that twitch thing that he does either. I was surprised they didn't call false start 10 times. Yeah. Uh, but either way, got to be more physical. Got to be more physical, man. There wasn't enough physicality. Um, I know Detroit's got a good defensive line uh, somewhat. Somewhat. I mean, there's better defensive lines out there that they're going to face. They got to be more physical at the point of attack. Uh, it wasn't a great showing by anybody, by any means. Um, so they can be better. I think they just have to be better. I think they got to be more physical, though. Nick? You know, I, I think it's something where you look at, like, Do Donovan Smith, and I think he, he tried to do too much. You saw he was winding up at his punches. Yeah. And I think that kind of caught him off guard, like that one play where, you know, uh, Tooney bailed him out. But he he's just trying to overperform. And it's like, man, just be smooth with your sets. Uh, make sure that, that you're you're not not trying to wind up on your punches and just, just be, be play 80%. Don't play 110%. It's a weird thing to say, but you have to calm down to, to go faster. You have to slow it down 
to speed it up. And to me, it's like, I, I'd love the interior play. Like they, they got beat a couple of times and they, they were getting at work in and the inside, but they stayed with their men. It's like I coached my seventh graders, stay with your guy and just run them by. And that's it. As long as you stay on them, you know, give Patrick clean lanes, uh, make sure he can step up and throw it and you'll be just fine. But yeah, so, and, and yeah, I, I like what you said, Big B, like as a referee, I, it's uh, you have to just go to uh, uh, Juwan Taylor and be like, hey, you're jumping off sides. You're, you're false starting. I'm going to call you next time you do it. Problem yep. solved. That's it. Like how many refs had talked to you, right, Big B, right? Like, hey, you know, if you just a little bit of coaching can help help it a long way. And if you warn them, you don't feel as bad. Like, hey, I warned you. You're still doing it. Boom, flag. I don't feel any any sympathy for you at all. Yeah, because they're going to go to your coach, and they're gonna, the first thing that they're going to say is, "Hey, I told him, I told him I was going to call it if he kept doing it, and he did." So I called it. I, I gave it to him, and I told him that I was going to do it. It is what it is. It's a it's a very interesting topic when you talk about um, Jawan Taylor where he was lining up. I think we started to see a lot of other teams start to do it too. They're like, "Okay, well, if this guy's going to do it, uh, let's just see how far we can push it. How far we can push the boundary." Um, as you guys mentioned, the the Chiefs got out of there relatively healthy uh, from the week one. That's what you like to see. You like to see guys get uh, got out of there healthy. Jacksonville Jaguars, on the other hand, not too healthy on their end. As uh, Brandon Scherf left the game a couple times uh, with an injury, they're also dealing uh, with another injury to Luke Fortner. Two guys in their interior that could uh, be a little bit tougher for those guys. As Chris Jones coming back, slated to come back into uh, this game. With their with a center and a guard both questionable, uh, with dealing with some injuries at least going into this game uh, on Sunday. Yeah, I, I mean, this is an opportunity for the Chiefs D line to get after. I thought the D line actually played well last week. I, I thought they played well, uh, and bringing back Chris Jones is only going to make it better. I think they got to easy men. Uh, a lot of people will say, "Well, Nick Bosa." Played a lot of snaps for San Francisco last game. He just came back. The difference was, if you watched the game, the first 25 snaps, that's all there was in the first half that the Steelers even had. So that's way different than playing 25 snaps maybe in the first, and you get there in the second quarter. So I think they got to ease him back in, uh, regardless of what he thinks or what he wants, not thinks, but what he wants, because he's going to want to play every snap. You can't do that. That'll lead to an injury where he's out even longer. So, but as far as the Chiefs D line, I think they're going to be able to get after him a little bit. What do you think? You know, and uh, uh, to me, I, I'm really looking at like if you're looking at like uh, what's going to happen to me is I was like when guys face their old teams, and you got Juwan Taylor's facing his old team in yeah. Jacksonville, and it's you're going to see. Okay, was this dude the truth at practice, or were they getting after him in practice? Because usually it's like guys can get paid. But they, you know they they were getting bullied at practice, so it's going to see the, these guys were so intimate with each other because you know you battle each other Wednesday through Friday one on ones, middle drill, team drill, all these diff- different areas where you know these people on a, on a, you're very very familiar with them. So we'll see if Juwan Taylor if if they do anything to expose them. And to me, it's like I'll be watching him versus if Josh Allen lines up on his side or not, and and those those third mediums second and longs. And see how how that works out because Josh Allen is that dude. I mean, he can really he can get after you. <laughs> and so we're about to find out if Juwan Taylor's worth that eighty million or not. He's that real Josh Allen, as we like to say around these. Exactly, right. Exactly. 
the real Josh Allen. All right, that's going to do it for us here at Outside the Trenches. We're live every Wednesday at 9 p.m. If you want to hang out with us, come hang out with us. Maddie, let's send it back to you for more five things. Yes, make sure you guys go hang out with Outside the Trenches every single week. Thank you, guys. That's going to be super, super key to keep our eyes on. And we have we have one more big thing to watch. We have the fifth thing to still talk about for this week. But first, football is back in full swing with another week of epic games. And who's got you covered on the action for every single one of them? DraftKings Sportsbook, of course, an official betting partner of NFL. New customers can bet $5 on football and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Yeah, $5 for $200 in bonus bets. Nobody's missing out on the action this season. All DraftKings customers can take advantage of two new offers every day this September. Get in on the NFL Week 2 action with DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use the code KCSN to sign up. New customers can bet just $5, take home 200 instantly in bonus bets. This is only on the DraftKings Sportsbook with the code KCSN. This is how the crown becomes yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for the problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. All right, after you get those DraftKings bets in, now it is time. We are heading over to our last big thing here. We are hanging out with Sean Barber to figure out what he's got his eyes on for this big matchup with the Jaguars. Well, this starting off just plain and simple, man. We've, we've played them very tough. Uh, they've been a hard opponent. Um, man, the last two times we played them, uh, 27-17 here during the regular season last year, and then 27-20 in the playoffs. Both games were, were tight games, uh, man, physical games, uh, a lot of hicks and bruises, players going out. The one thing I acknowledge about the Jacksonville Jaguars is their team speed is phenomenal. So I've got a guest with me, Kevin Lockett. We're going to just break down some of the thoughts we have um, as far as things to know when it comes to the Jacksonville Jaguars as we look forward to this game this week. You know, you you mentioned team speed, uh, and and that's one of the things in the last three years through the draft that they have done. They have put some very fast players on this team, and they've even done it through free agency. You look at Calvin Ridley, easily to see, very quick, very good team speed, Etienne at running back. But even on the defensive side, a lot of team speed. The other thing is they have a defensive mentality that's similar to like what Vrabel and the group has down in Tennessee. Very physical, yes. hard-hitting. Uh, folks probably remember that's who knocked Patrick out with the angle last ankle last year in the divisional and the divisional championship. Uh, so, you know, we're not a team that's super deep at a lot of spots right now on offense. And so uh, injury is always the great equalizer. And you get a team that's physical like they are physical, like the lions were. Uh, that's something I think I'd be on the lookout for if I was Kansas city is this team's going to come in and they're going, they're going to be physical and they're going to hit and they're going to run around. And we've never played, we haven't played them recently. This new Jackson Jacksonville team, we haven't played them in Jacksonville. And that's, that's another uh, factor that we have to take into account. Tests on the road. They have, man, they have some speed demons. Um, ETN is one of the fastest wide receivers. 
I mean, fastest running backs, I think, in the league. Yeah. And with the resurgence of Calvin Ridley, like you said, man, he's back. He's a man on a mission. Yeah. Um, he let it be known all offseason that, you know, he feels like, you know, he missed the season. He's going to show y'all, he's show everybody that he's back. And Lawrence has been hitting him, man. He's, he's He had a great uh, first half of the you know, first game of the season. He turned, uh and darted down the field a, a touchdown free and block um, about 40 yards down the field um, against the Colts. And I think overall, we, we just got to be very fundamental defensively to make sure we're accountable uh, where everyone is. And don't, like you're saying, don't rest on your laurels. Don't think that because a guy runs into the flat, he can't turn it up. Um, and, you know, Lawrence is one of these quarterbacks who's looking downfield. He keeps his eyes downfield. He's a big-bodied quarterback, so he doesn't mind holding on to the ball, letting guys develop and, and, and for routes to come open late into the downs. And so defensively, we just got to be accountable for all of their playmakers all across the field. And then offensively, the Chiefs, we got to do our job. We got to protect 15. Got to protect him against a physical, physical-minded team. They're going to roll on his ankles. They're going to roll around him. They're going to uh, be at his feet. Um, that's what they do defensively because they want to make sure you know they have a presence. That that physicality is something they feel like they have to uh, kind of make a statement each and every time they're around the quarterback. They want you to know, I almost got you. Even if I don't get you down, yeah. I'm going to still push you. I'm going to shove you. I'm going to let you know that I'm around and this pocket isn't going to be something that's really comfortable. So. Well, in the offense, don't get frustrated if, as a team, you don't come out with the wheels click right right away with everything clicking right you you're down 0 and 1 um from from the Lions game if things don't click right off the beginning just relax and settle down this is where the maturity of Kelsey and Mahomes and others will come into play Chris Jones coming back will come into play because the last thing you want to do is start pressing you start pressing especially on the road you start doing things that are uncharacteristic and that's when we'll start to see you know i mean we we like the no look throws from Mahomes <laughs> but that's when he'll start throwing it backwards over his head you know if he starts pressing but like Kevin said, man, pressure busts pipes. Yeah. So you can't let that pressure get to you. Be a second-half team. Whatever we do, we know we're going to have to finish it in the second half and win the ball game. So, again, this is Sean Barber from The Process, Kevin Lockett, and this is a thing to know about the game. Oh, thank you. We appreciate that from Sean and Kevin Lockett. Thank you guys for giving the people something to watch and keep their eyes on for this game. So that's going to do it. Those are the big five things that we here at KCSN are ready to watch in this Chiefs-Jaguars matchup. So we appreciate you guys. Make sure. Game day, 810 pregame show. It starts at 8 a.m. Central Time on Sports Radio 810 WHB, your home for the NFL. Make sure you tune in, catch the entire pregame show leading up to the start of the game. And then once the final whistle blows, make sure you come back. Come hang out with us for the KCSN postgame show. We are going to start 15 minutes after the final whistle. We got the postgame show coming in right at you. And this week, special guest, Sean Barber, will be there. Yes, that's right. We got Sean Barber in the house this week, so make sure you're there. 15 minutes after the game, KCSN postgame show coming at you guys live on YouTube. It'll be anywhere you follow anybody as part of KCSN. It will be all right there for you guys. Thank you. Go Chiefs this weekend. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around, a watch she can wear every day from Movement. Whether your mom is into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, everything at Movement is up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale. A watch is a gift that celebrates all the time you spent with mom. And a Movement watch is even more than that. Movement uses industry-leading materials for their fresh modern watch designs, from technically complex ceramics to vintage-inspired style, all for an incredible value your wrist and wallet will both love. And with one-size-fits-all convenience and fast-free shipping and returns, 
It's a stress-free shopping experience. Save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with Movement. Get up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.